everyone, and welcome to the Winged It F1 podcast after the greatest season, F1 season we've ever seen, came to a controversial end. You cannot write what happened uh, on Sunday afternoon in Abu Dhabi. This whole season has just been epic, and the fact for it to go down to the final lap was just absolutely incredible. Uh, with me to talk about everything that happened, especially those final few laps of the race, I've got Freddie Coates and Adam Dickinson on this 106th episode of the podcast. How are we feeling? It's a few hours after the race when we're recording this. How are you feeling after? Just, just frazzled. Most unbelievable and frazzled, Adam. <laughs> and on, honestly, I think this could be our hundredth one where all of us have been on as well. I don't know precisely, but it feels about right. Yeah, I, I'm running on less than three hours sleep, alcohol, no breakfast, um, and one of just the maddest ends to a race I've ever seen and I just don't know how to like make sense of it I've just been tweeting because like that's the only way I can like process thoughts at Adam Dickinson zero one if you're interested like it's I can't yeah it I I don't know I've not got words which is which is problematic when you're doing a podcast but it's hopefully this like you had a therapy session after Jeddah yeah. then hopefully this can kind of be the same for me because I just, I don't know what to make of the, the sport and uh, life and Abu Dhabi and Hamilton and Verstappen. And yeah, it's, so this is going to be an interesting one, but I just oh, frazzled is the summing, yeah. summing it up. How are you feeling, Freddie? I'm in a bit of a daze, I suppose you could say. Um, a bit of me is like, high off drama and a bit of me is critical of said drama and then that sort of amalgamates into a kind of weird feeling i feel mm. weird I, i'm just still stunned i am absolutely that's the best word for it gobsmacked to everything that happened thus far a few laps uh I mean, the Premier, League, the Premier League had its Aguero moment in 2012, I think it was, I want to say, maybe 2012, I think it's 2012, or F1. This is just top to this. I think if we're comparing it to football, crazy. arguably we should be comparing it to the hand of God rather than to... Yeah. Um, well, well, OK, well, well, let's let's get on to that. Let's get on to, let's get on to the controversy, which was... Uh, so, Nicholas before we do that, I think it is just worth saying congratulations, Max Verstappen, because yeah. oh, we'll yeah. go into oh, this yeah. more today or and you know throughout the off season. But you know, it is I, to be honest, I don't think the controversy lies with him, and it's kind of unfortunate that it's kind of gone this way. But he has been incredible this season. Both drivers would have been deserving champions, and he, yeah, it's it's going to be so easy to get caught up in all the controversy. But before kind of that happens, it's just worth tipping our hats metaphorically because yeah. none of us are wearing them to, to Max Verstappen for a fantastic season and Red Bull yeah. as a whole. Yeah, I think me and Freddie both agree with that. Both, both uh, nodding our heads if you're, if you're not watching on YouTube. Uh, and if you're not watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. Uh, so what happened was Nicholas Satifi crashed at turn uh, 14. 14. Uh, brought out the safety car. 
had to be a safety car in that position. Yeah, and the laps were counted down. I was thinking, is it going to end under safety car? Is it not? The staff and pits for a, new, for, for a fresher set of soft tyres. How did stays out? Both doing the right thing, in my opinion. Me too. I agree. Uh, and then Michael Massey said the lap cars will not be allowed to overtake. But then about a minute later, he changes his mind. But only five cars can overtake the safety car. Those are the five cars in between Hamilton and Verstappen. Don't know why I'm repeating it because everyone listens. This obviously knows what what happened, so but I am anyway. Yeah, we just need on. to kind of get out there to <laughs> yeah, I know. kind of just get just, it, don't we? Yeah. Uh, so do we know the tale? Verstappen dives down the inside to five gets the move done. Fence Hamilton off the next three corners because world champion on the last lap. I said that in the most boring way possible I could, but I was, I, I was, oh, anyway. because at the moment it needs to be, it needs to be spoken about as if it's the driest yeah, law, <laughs> legal reading ever. I tried to hide my excitement. So, I mean, what... people, people say that like the test of a good comic, I mean, people say this about Rowan Atkinson, that they can read a phone book and make it sound entertaining i think nigel's just done the antithesis of that and talk about the most exciting moment in the sport for a decade maybe and ever, just, <laughs> ever and, and just made it sound like he's reading the phone book sorry carry on. Uh, so right what do you think it is adam let's go first to you unless you want to throw it to um i mean i as the laps were counting down and there was uh, the virtual safety car on, I think it ended at lap 38, I want to say, um, then, from yeah. um, Giovinazzi. Was it Giovinazzi? Yeah, Giovinazzi's yeah. retirement. Um, and Verstappen pitted to newer hard tyres and went about uh, like 15, 17 seconds back. And... Yeah. Just the from, right thing to do. From from that moment on, it, it was, and it kind of became clear quite quickly that he wasn't going to catch Hamilton on track. And from that moment on, it was just waiting to see if anything would happen and what would happen. And I actually said the people I was watching, I, I said to the people I was watching with, like, I just can't wait for there to be a safety car on lap fifty three. And then what <laughs> happens on lap fifty three? Latifi bins it into the wall and. So, firstly, I'm annoyed that I didn't tweet. There's <laughs> going to be, I'm fuming that I didn't tweet um, about that because I would look like a psychic. But beyond that, it, it maybe feels the most fitting way to end this season in some ways is that, you know, I, if it was, if they'd followed any of the prescribed ways of dealing with something like this, whether it was, like throw a red flag or put um, put all of the car, lap cars out in front or put none of them out. That would make sense. I think I don't like the way that it's just, they've just gone this like halfway house in the name of entertainment, really, in the, in the name of having, you know, this, this kind of last lap battle. And I think that's the only thing because it's not, it's not fair on Verstappen in the sense that this, you know, it's it's kind of his championship is being questioned on something that he had nothing to do with and his team has nothing to do with. And yeah, it just, it just felt like a scruffy way 
to to end to bring the curtain down on on such a fantastic championship. But at the same time, like I said, it, it may be given everything that's happened off track this season, maybe it's the most the most fitting, the most apt way to to end. But I think yeah, it's just going off script like that in such a key moment doesn't really sit well. So before I come to Freddie, do you understand why the FA or Michael Messon made that decision or do you not? I think so, but if you want to clarify and then I can... Oh no, I'm just asking like, do you? Because I I, I, think, I think they've done it just because like I said, they want it to end on a race and Michael Messon said it's the sort of what he wanted, a motor race. And I wanted a motor race as well. Mm. And that, but to be fair, I didn't know about that rule, which everyone's going on about, where the safety, safety car has to do another lap. Mm. Uh, I didn't know about that, so I thought it was fine at the time. It was only afterwards where I thought, oh, right. Mm. Uh, and I also thought they should have allowed the, the, car, the cars that were lapped to unlap themselves earlier. I, I thought I was a bit surprised that they left it I so think, late. I um, think there's, there's obviously reasons why that wasn't the case. It looked clear. It looked, well, yeah. From what um, I saw... Presumably because Marshalls was still being on track, they were laying down cement yeah. and stuff like that. Um, that that's no question, that's fine because we've seen we saw yeah. him in the last year, we saw Marshalls on the track and cars coming around at full speed and nearly hitting Marshalls. End of about that kind of thing. That's no question in my eyes. Um, sorry, do you want to carry on? No, you, you, you carry on. Okay, cool. I'll go to my opinions, which sort of echo Adams, I think, yeah. Lapping and being unlapped on the safety car is normal. That's fine. Um, this, but yeah, this halfway house is a little bit strange. Um, I, I wanted a motor race. I agree. I think it's great that we got a race, but it's the, it's the, um, it's the way it got there is kind of uncomfortable. Is that it's kind of like, like it, it, it's, it's five cars unlapping. Not. Um, I don't care about. I, I don't care about them not being given another lap to go around. That's obviously there for fairness to give those cars opportunity to get to the back of the safety car pack normally so they've got you know an opportunity to 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 race it's not just them sort of existing in their own pocket of racing because otherwise that's not neutralized the race that's just changed it's in a not you know what safety cars are like but yeah it's just it, it, that, that that's weird in my eyes um and i kind of feel like yeah it was it's a shame it's come down to that because i think it would have been fine if we had had um if it, if, the, if it was a 59 lap race, we wouldn't be having any controversy about it because we would have had a one lap shootout on lap 59. That's a 58 lap race and so on. So that's just a what if that's pointless. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's a halfway house, which leaves it a bit sour. It makes it a kind of bollock steward decision, in my opinion. Excuse me. And um, I kind of think, yeah, I, I'm all for stewards changing decisions. I'm all for saying, no, we're not. Actually, yes, we are. That's fine. That's, you know, because situations, old situations change. But it's this kind of sort of, Okay, we're going to put Max Verstappen in a position that's fine for him, but I mean, yeah. Then, if you're like I don't know, if you're Ricardo Stroll and Schumacher, you're just existing. If you're Sainz, um, you could have had an opportunity to fight for the win, but you're not getting that that kind of thing. It's, it's what, yeah, it's it just changes the is. stage the stage of the race, the phase of everything to kind of just put two cars as two cars in a way which. Is annoying because yeah, I'm. I think we all understand. We all want F1 to sort of embrace itself as entertainment. I think that's that's been a, an issue in the past, and we've got a whole regulation set coming in, um, designed around making cars good at racing, um, and that's great. But sort of, it it's great when it's organic. Like you mm -hmm. you can have kind of a car that can race, but 
the racing then has to be the racing, not the, it, it, it's not putting two cars in a position and so on. Like, there's 20 cars and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, it, it feels too manufactured for me. But like Adam said at the start, it's, sorry, Nash, I'll let you speak in a second. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's, um, uh, Rebel and Max wholeheartedly deserve this because they, they, they took the situation that's in front of them and won it, end of, on that situation. The situation that was put in front of them, I think, is a bit crap. Mm, I agree. I think it's interesting because you said you didn't mind that the safety car pitted at the end of that lap anyway. You're more bothered about the only half the cars through. Is that something you'd agree with, Adam? Yeah, it, it's just kind of the... Yeah, and, and I think it's kind of that is the kind of the... Is that the biggest, like... Yeah, <laughs> and I, I guess it's kind of also... That's the kind of representation for them just... Kind of going like, ah, oh, sod the rules. We want we, sod the rules. We want to have like a last lap showdown and just like not, you know. I, I just it's it's that it oh. like I say if it, it feels a bit manufactured if, and if they let all the cars through, which they could have very quickly perhaps, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have changed the final result between Howard and Number Seven, would it? No, that and, and that's no, what I mean. That's, if, that's if they let the cars. If they let the cars through quickly and then they go racing, that's fine. But it's the way they didn't. And then they ended up in that situation where they kind of, they made this decision on the fly, kind of when it was coming around like to the end of sector two. And I thought at that stage, I thought it's too late to call the safety car in. And then it kind of came up as safety car in at the last possible moment. So um, yeah, it's just kind of, they, they came up with this decision on the fly, just seemingly to, to create, the entertainment and create the drama rather than you know it, it in my view anyway the the FIA and the steward should be kind of policing the drama making sure that you know it's all kind of in check and creating the situation where it can unfold but not directly influencing it which is what they did here I might go back on what I said about sort of the one lap thing because that does on further reflection that kind of makes a lot of sense anyway for sort of fairness and cars getting back and reforming it just a pack of you know of on-track cars, it kind of makes more sense in that regard. Thinking about it now, I might retract that, that that doesn't bother me because actually really, yeah, that's that's a, that's a rule that makes sense. Um, well, you edit the podcast, so you can just you, know, you can just take <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm saying to you guys, really. <laughs> I, I'm no, really no, having two minds. I'm in two minds. I'm not... Because for me, this is just another race. And I think there's been other decisions which have been... Equal, maybe not equally as controversial, but very controversial. So I think this is just another one of them. And because it's the final race, obviously it means a lot more. But ultimately, it all it's done is a is made a fourteen point swing, and we've had that throughout the season. But That's it's, how I see it. It's the stage. It's the fact that it's the you know we still talk about Hamilton passing Glock on the last corner of the last lap, and that's like the thing, and it's that it's the stage it's the last few laps of hundreds or thousands in this season and it's everything's building up to this moment and it's like if f1 wants to become the biggest sport in the world it needs to compete with the super bowl with champions league finals with world cup finals and be at that level and which it was today it was today and it was and then you just have this and it's just clumsy I think and it's like it's I get what you mean about it so the you know it it is just another race but it's also not because it is the title decider and it's the last lap or penultimate 
the, the last two laps of the title deciding. I think you you just expect the stewards to do race you know, control. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Race control mm. you, you expect them to go, I guess, by the book in that situation. You expect them to just kind of do what the rules are and kind of what's laid out, and you don't yeah, expect them to we go. We saw in feast. Saudi Arabia they didn't do that, did we? Under the red flags, we saw that they're prepared to, you know, think of ways to. I don't know, get round stuff. I think that was a different situation. I think that was kind of fairness. I think that proves just... that, like, they won't always I mean, do this straight yes. by the book. So, um, I think it, 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 sorry, yeah. That, um, it, it's hard because, like, a role with such subjectivity as sort of a race director role, the subjectivity and the kind of um, malleability of how you play it can be very good. And I think in Saudi, with you know, putting Max back is a neat way of doing it at that restart behind Ocon and, and Hamilton because of the way he had got past Hamilton. And that's, you know, that's kind of neat. And it's writing a racing etiquette. It's taking kind of racing etiquette and having a spin on it and that kind of thing. Um, I think it's 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 different in this situation um, just because of obviously what we've spoken about in that um it's not like saying, okay, this car needs to pass this car because of an illegal overtake, which is a relatively mm. simple, um, uh, or what's the word? Well, relatively simple uh, event to uh, recover Re- from. Yeah. And whereas this is, a, this is kind of like, okay, it's fine. Cars are allowed to pit. Cars are allowed to have strategy. Cars are allowed to not pit and have that as strategy and so on under safety cars. And that's, that's fine that's the nature of it that's cool um but then sort of having a way just to like i don't know just sort of push it all together and just go bam that are um just gives it that kind of like that touch of just like um it, it, it kind of I, I, it's hard to describe it's just sour for me yeah. If the race I, ended I, on the safety car, though, then people I know that would be sad be as well. Yeah. I, I, th- I think just just yeah. to it's jump hard. in it's before rock and place, isn't it? what what you said, Saudi. I guess just something what Freddie said. In my view, Saudi was with the um, Ocon Verstappen Hamilton incident was kind of going off piece because it's an unprecedented situation that is like fundamentally unfair, and you need to. Um, rectify it for like you say kind of racing etiquette and fairness whereas this it feels like it wasn't it wasn't for that it feels like it was trying to set up that last lap drama and that's, that's kind of not point. what I want to see really um, you know if it ends under the safety car it's it's you know obviously tough on Verstappen but at the same time it kind of that's racing you know that's kind of part of what you know, you expect as a possibility that's, you know, that's part of the the set upon guidelines as possibilities and that's, you know, the way things work, whereas this wasn't previously the way things worked and then they brought it in at the last minute to, you know, create some last lap drama and that's what I don't like. Nigel, you correct me if this if I'm wrong. In IndyCar they have, is it the green checker? That yeah, they'll wave but, at the uh, end? Well, NASCAR, they definitely have it. NASCAR as well, okay, yeah. 
um, which is where um, it's to avoid a race finishing under safety car, then you can wave that yeah. flag and there'll be a regroup. It's the best thing about NASCAR, actually. That's it's a really thing. clever rule. And it's kind of like um, the red flag we saw in Baku, which gave us a finale of a race. And it was a fair kind of finale of a race because it was on a grid and everyone had that opportunity to change tyres, which makes it in a way kind of fair. And everyone's in that position. Obviously, the way you get there is it's a red flag. So clearly someone's out for that kind of thing. But anyway, um, obviously there's nothing like that sort of enshrined in F1 regulations. So to do that would obviously then be kind of tricky at this situation with like a red flag or a race stoppage and so on. Whereas like Adam says, this is a sign of a known quantity of a safety car restart, a safety car clearing and that kind of thing. It's So there's, it's, it's not like a book to follow. It's, it's a, it's second nature. And that's the kind of strange thing <coughs> with it that I, I, I kind of find, but yeah, cool. I've said enough. Has just uh, I enjoyed the I mean, battle. <laughs> my, my, my question is, what would do you guys think should happen? That, I don't that know. is the one I don't thing know. that's, that's like the, that's the sad making that's me I'm... think. I don't I really don't know because like I'm not sure what I would do. I wouldn't I think I wouldn't do anything because if you do something, the Red Bull will just appeal the appeal and it'll just get even messier. It's, it's already messy as it is. Mercedes Wait, have got what, lawyers in. It feels a bit worst case scenario to me. When, when, when you say do nothing, what do you mean do nothing behind the safety car or post-race? No, sorry, I mean post-race. So like now, like because they're talking about going back to the lap before and stuff and stuff like that. Do you consider that? Post-race. I feel like it should stay as is. Yeah, post-race, there's nothing you can do. And it's not, which is why the whole situation is so unfortunate. It's not Verstappen or Red Bull's fault. You know, they they did nothing wrong in the situation. As Freddie said, they kind of gambled on a miracle happening and it did happen. They took advantage yeah. of it. It's not, you know... And that's it, it's motor not, racing. Yeah, it, it, it's not against them at all. It's just against, which is nice. you know, the <laughs> FIA. And it's, it's, their, it's their mess up and, yeah, the FIA and race control and the that's the problem and you can't then punish Red Bull for their F up and yeah that's kind of yeah in post race you can't do anything Mercedes have uh, appealed they've appealed Verstappen overtaking Hamilton under the safety car what do you which think is on that as well nothing oh that's nothing oh, it's like, nothing he essentially handed is, it back didn't he absolutely nothing yeah exactly and yeah, but if, you, if you look at the rules and, look and do it straight by the book <laughs> and and then but then again it's kind of in in the fairness it's someone Going a bit ahead and then dropping back. It's not. It doesn't have any ramifications. Went you know, ahead in, in, the, matter. in the long term. A score fine from the whole so, championship. You don't get disqualified for overtaking car into the safety car. So that would just be throwing the book out the window and going off piece. Which you've just said they shouldn't do. You do get disqualified for overtaking under the safety car. It happened to Lewis Hamilton in 2009 in Melbourne. That was more still because he lied it. to the stewards afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> um, yeah, that was entirely for lying to the stewards as far as I remember. But anyway, we're, yes, go, we're going off topic. Um, yeah, and then the other one is that race situation. I mean, to decide, it's to me, it's an unsatisfactory end to the championship as is. But to then flip I back on that a... and sorry, no, to flip back on to flip back on that and then go like take the classification from the lap before it would be a million times worse it would you know it's just mm, it'd yes. be the stewards compounding on. their mistake and that's not kind of what yeah it it you know it'd be like shooting yourself in the foot and then thinking how oh, my foot hurts and then shooting yourself in the head because like you want to make your foot stop hurting it, it's just not it'd work um <laughs> i can see adam's america uh <laughs> <influences> <laughs> yeah. have come on there uh no to fair you've both got a swade because Coming into this, I generally wasn't sure. 
I didn't have an opinion, but you both sway me to your your views on that. Uh, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, no, that's right. But but yeah. So your views were just to clarify. Prior were like, well, okay, it's just this is a nice way to give us a race. Was that what you're thinking? Or my right? <sighs> views prior was, I just didn't know. I just I really didn't know. Yeah, I, I had no like, I think, like I said I think, at the time. I I had no idea about this real world safety car had to. No, I had no idea uh, about the rule, yeah. but I mean, seeing retroactively, you can see that and think criticize yeah. for that. But um, in the situation, it felt like I don't know. It, felt like, a, it felt like an olive branch mm. that came from the middle of nowhere for for Max, mm. which is which what made it made it a bit kind I mean, of sad. I, I feel like it could have been done better. I I, like, I feel there might have been pressure as well from Massive. You know, F one people might have been telling them, you know, make sure we get a last lap. There might have been a bit of that going on. I was about to say that I think F1 kind of heaps a lot of pressure on itself, putting it out that this is the title decider. We've said in the qualifying review podcast that it was free to wear in the UK and in the Netherlands, and I kind of don't know whether there's anywhere else, but it was such a massive event, and it had become a massive event, and it's, like we said, the biggest event F1 has had in years. And then it wasn't really... There wasn't the jeopardy at the end. It was Hamilton, unless he had a tyre failure or something like that. You know, Verstappen wasn't catching him. There wasn't there wasn't any jeopardy at the end. And it was... I, you can see people who've been like watching F1 for the first time and they kind of think, you know, is this it? He passed him on the first lap, bar the Perez stuff where Perez was able to hold back Verstappen... Uh, sorry, Hamilton. Then he Verstappen never looked like overtaking. And that's... Mm. You know, I think that's where where it is that they had put this pressure on themselves by, you know, hype as as rightly as hyping it up as much as they could, and it wasn't delivering on all of that hype, and you know, because it's a well, partly because it's at Abu Dhabi, but anyway, because you know, it just wasn't it wasn't in that situation, and you know, I do think there was an element of that that there may have been pressure to yeah. be getting them together for the final race. I was going to say that pressure can come from, from Mazzy on himself, that kind of thing, because he obviously, yeah. um, like he said at the end, he wanted a motor race because his job is a race director. He's not a safety car, under safety car director. I know that's a crude thing to say, but um, um, but yeah, he's there to, you know, get make the racing happen and that kind of thing and to have a safety car, you know, to neutralise the race so a race can continue and so on. And he obviously doesn't want doesn't want um, Formula One to end on a damp squib. He doesn't want that, and that's absolutely fine. Um, he's more than entitled to want it to be a good race, and that's great. And we all wanted a good race, and I think we got a very good race, actually, in my opinion. We got a very good race. So we had a last lap overtake for the championship at the last race of the season, which, on paper anyway, is nice. I'm, I, it was a nice, over, nice little battle at the end. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like Belgium, where I think there was pressure to try and do something to get the race going. Yes. Even though the race never looks like it was going to happen, but they tried no. three hours after the first attempt or whatever it was. Like. But on that, that was, that was fine in Belgium. It's fine. I, I, I didn't speak on a Belgian podcast. I was on holiday, but um, no. <laughs> I, I kind of think morning for me as well. Waking up and sitting in front of the TV for four hours. Get it set, set an early alarm, sit there, nothing happens, and then go home at midday thinking what else I could have done with the day. Anyway, carry on. Um, but yeah, with the Belgian kind of thing, I mean, it's fine to try and do a race and so on and that kind of thing. And with this, it's fine to to try um, 
and I thought, you know, the try, the trial, the, them attempting was by saying we are going to have a race, but to do that, we can't have the lap cars get um, unlapping because that's just the way our regulations are. We're sorry, but, you know, you, you race in Formula One, these are Formula One regulations and so on. And you get that with every sport. Like, I don't know, you're in cricket, your, your bat's not in the crease and you get bowled out and they throw a ball, you're going to get out, that kind of thing. And that's, you play by the rules. So like, mm. it's that kind of thing. And you could have turned, uh, if, if I, if, if people were complaining about like, oh, it was a sad ending, but it's fine. I, I'm sorry, but yeah, rules and so on. And I've argued, <laughs> I think it would have been interesting to see Max Verstappen try and lap five cars and then overtake Lewis because he probably could have got close. If they got all out of the way then, Potentially, I mean, one, I don't know, one, one option would have been a uh, red flag, which would have been kind of unprecedented yeah. for the type of incident, but that would have left a bit more satisfaction in terms of having, you know, being having them, I guess, on a more even footing for the, which yeah. I guess kind of goes against a bit what I said earlier, but it's, I mean, no, but that's what I, the I rules, just think it? it's better. Mm, it's better yeah. than what happened, and the type pointed that out on Twitter yeah it's just it's better than what happened and just kind of to finish my thoughts on it Nigel you said about the Aguero moment this was F1's Aguero moment to me it it's like they QPR you know like getting the ball down the other way end and City you know it's coming down clock's ticking down don't have long left and then the referees say oh no we're going to pick the ball up and lob it at the other end of the pitch or we're going to give them a free kick in QPR's half or something like they're just manufacturing the opportunity. Then. Yeah, but people will just remember the last lap, the overtake. Yeah. Most people will. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people will oh, yeah, remember I, how the I last lap came about, I think. Yeah. yeah I think that yeah, was that, that person. That's, I've, I've been speaking to tons of people who've not really watched F1 before we've watched it. And they've said, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, how the hell did that decision come about? And so on. And obviously it's from a UK perspective and so on. And that's fair enough. But it's kind of like... Um, the fact that for so much of that race, it was it was in the back of our mind that okay, Matt Lewis has got this. Lewis is holding on to this. Lewis is this is a Lewis championship done deal. Really, people. I'm sure everyone was thinking that. And then for it to just yeah. turn on a turn on a dime is, I, and the way it the, it would the turn sort of appeared is what's going to sit with people. Not mm. I. I don't think I've fully processed that yet I don't think I've kind of processed the like enormity of it because you kind of the more you think about it the more it gets bigger it's like the um it's Red Bull's first championship since Vettel it's kind of Red Bull beating Mercedes at the end of their era it's Hamilton not beating Schumacher's record of eight titles it's kind of as, as you, yeah, sorry. Um, as you think more and more about it, then uh, how frazzled I am. As you think more and more about it, the enormity just grows and grows. And I've not kind of processed all of that yet about how much F1 history turns on one moment, one decision, one radio message. So after all of the controversy, it did come down to the last lap, and it was Verstappen. You still had to get the job done. It would have been so easy to overdrive or lock up or make a mistake. Or but he just kept his cool. Or crash, yeah. He kept his cool. Threw it up the inside at turn five. And then he weaved a bit on the bench on the back straight. Uh, well, quite a lot of it, four or five times I counted. 
Um, it's like the Monaco Main Street, the line you take <laughs> yeah. The whole F1 world was screaming how to try to come back side by side, just centimetres away from each other on the run down to turn nine. It was absolutely crazy. And then after turn nine, it was pretty much game over. Was there anything do you think Hamilton could have done better on that last lap? Be on soft tyres. Be on new soft tyres. That's it. Do you think, so you think Mercedes should have pissed the position, the safety car? What, would it, was it possible? Go on. No. What was, what was I, the question? I was, I was asking if he thinks Mercedes should have pissed under the safety car. Was that, <laughs> me and you, I, I know, don't know, oh. but Adam. In, in hindsight, absolutely. I think. Okay. At the, but, on the yeah, 53. So, uh, you, you can't. I mean, I given. Agree. You can't. I, I mean, personally, I was surprised that they did. Um, they did even get the race back underway. And as I say, they made so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. very late. So, no, I don't think. You know, obviously, in hindsight, it would have been the better thing to do because he would have had a chance at winning. But yeah, it's it. It was a race. It was a race where, in terms of strategy, the person in second had all the cards, but that didn't matter because they were so far away. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. all the strategy the calls were correct, in my opinion, across the race. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. At the time, yeah, I I agree. But other than that, you know, there's there's nothing really. He. Verstappen just raced it and, and to credit to him is he didn't he didn't over race he didn't go over aggressive he didn't do what he's done at several points this season I don't know whether there was the threat of a time penalty kind of hanging over his head that he didn't want to kind of go as all out as he has other times this season but you know he he raced it perfectly really and there was just it's, given the Hamilton state of his tyres there was nothing really to be done It was well, still so so brave to go down the entire survive. I know we had pressure yeah, on soft tyres, but it's still proper ballsy. The biggest pressure he'll probably ever face. I don't think he'll face any bigger pressure than that last lap. Mm. Uh, in, in. So, and he, and he executed it. But his only mistake all weekend was at the start. You know, he had an awful start. Well, apart from that, yeah. he's qualifying in the way he drove. Flat spot was qualifying. Super. Yeah, Chris qualified. And that's it. Like there wasn't a lockup in the race, there wasn't anything like that. He stopped in his marks perfectly in the pits. I was watching it, and I actually don't. It's one one of those times where you watch a pit stuff and go, "Wow, we stopped so perfectly." Because you don't really normally, you know, a little bit, but it's kind of just like the way just he he, he glid in. That's a word. He glided in, glid. just into the, <laughs> glid into in. the he glid in to the pit yeah. box yeah. very nicely. And yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Turn five was scary. Um, on that lap, on that final lap, I was like, well, don't do it there, Max. No, you've got him covered. But he did it. Um, and I think if we're going to talk about, go back to that question um, that was said about, like, is there anything Lewis could have done? Um, maybe known that Max would have gone at turn five. I think Lewis assumed he would go for turn six because Matt Lewis was going for a wide line, which opened the door for Max. He was going for a wide line to get a good run down the straight to make it harder for Max to get him there really which is the, probably the right way to race it at the time when you're thinking if you're leading if you lose but then it's just kind of like if he had been a bit tighter maybe max would much you think max would still have sent it into turn five no, I, I, mean, I, I don't think he would uh, no, I that's think maybe he, it, he wouldn't he wouldn't but then he has two chances at the straight to do it you know i, I think it yeah, doesn't exactly. make a difference that's the way the way things are, I mean, to be honest, I actually, I think getting overtaken at turn five gave Lewis the best chance because yeah, he then had two yeah, straights. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and 
you know, that it, in many ways, that was actually the best outcome for him is that he had those two chances and he managed to get alongside uh, going into turn nine and just couldn't, do, you know, couldn't do anything with it in the end. And that was, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, there's nothing really that I think that he could have done differently. And it, it was just the way it was. It, he wasn't, I guess, meant to win or he, you know, it, Verstappen mm. is too good a racer to, to lose in that position. And even, I think the only chance he would have had is to catch Max completely off guard with the safety car restart. As soon as, as soon as they were going down the pit straight and it cuts to a kind of crowd camera um, uh-huh. showing them kind of cheering going past. And as soon as you saw how close they were, to me, it was game over from that, you know, from that yeah. shot onwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's the, I watched the onboards of the final laps and of both of them because they showed that on Sky, which is a very good, very good bit of coverage, actually. Um, and you can just see the amount Max closes. I mean, Lewis did get a bit of a jump on the restart, actually, but the amount Max closes in the final corner of the penultimate lap just on just committed brakes, committed throttle, yeah. even with a little bit of a fingertip swap, swap off, swapper, um, he still just gained visibly but to the naked eye by so much in that corner there's just kind of like, oh yeah this is this is advantage the stappen you can't say anything till the overtakes happened obviously but yeah yeah uh one reason how to couldn't pit for sauce was firstly i think it's because of perez's incredible defense where the staff gained seven seconds on both of them perez i mean what a job he did uh, i think i think we saw the strategy yes. that was coming and then the way he did it, we've never seen anything like that where he backed, or someone backed a car up so much. Was it good sportsmanship, Adam? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. impressive. He he To keep a car behind you for a whole lap at Abu Dhabi where it's so easy to overtake New and Dhabi go five seconds, five seconds slower on one lap than the person behind you is unbelievable. And, you know, I think, personally, I think that's fine. It's what he's there to do and you know it's, I I don't think it was dangerous and that's really the boundary if you're doing it dangerously then no you shouldn't be doing it but if you're doing it safely then it's a work of art and that's what I think it was he backed him up more than Hamilton backed Rosberg up in 2016 yeah <laughs> I was about to refer to that I was about to say well, to that that um, yeah Hamilton wrote, wrote, wrote a whole book on how to um, a rule book on how to back someone up around this track five years ago um, when he did it to Rosberg, but that was on a track when cars couldn't follow and cars couldn't overtake. So he had the track was on Hamilton's side this this time. The track was not on Jacko's side at all, and definitely with the strategy that Hamilton was flying at him with so much pace. But I agree with you, Adam. It was a work of art the way he did it because he wasn't chopping. He wasn't he wasn't sliding. He wasn't pushing Hamilton into awkward locations. He was just modulating the way he came off the corner to make Hamilton have to be stuck behind him go and go very slowly his sector three was was masterful it was it was great and it's I I don't think it's unsporting because I think it's gamesmanship it's that kind of thing it's um yeah it's like last week in Jeddah none of no one had any problem and we didn't Nigel and I we were talking about we didn't have a problem with Max and Lewis trying to get DRS for the straight and stuff like that and that's fine that's the way you play the game it's you we can't be fine with you know protests and stuff like that i know people get annoyed at that but you, like all that kind of thing we can't be fine with that and then go oh on track he's backing up his teammates so he's backing up his teammates world championship rival and oh, that's unsporting no that's proper that's that's the sportiest thing of the sport is is the way you race 
Yeah. Is F1 a sport? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Not the time. They just sit there. They just sit there. <laughs> they just drive in circles. Go. Yeah, they. Is dancing a sport? And, and yeah, like I said, that, that one lap meant if you had seven seconds onto what Hamilton had, Hamilton would have had a three pit stop mm. at the end to go onto the sauce, yeah. and it would have been an even fight. And who knows what, what, what would have happened? Maybe he still would have lost anyway, but it would have given him a better chance. So uh, Perez came second in the driver top. of the day vote. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I loved, I loved um, the Max's radio message. He's just like, <laughs> Perez is an absolute legend. Or maybe even, no, he didn't swear. Yeah, he's, Perez is an absolute legend. His race engineer said, yeah, he's an animal or something along those yeah. lines. Like it was, yeah, he, Perez did everything. And I think it's, but kind of last week at um, Jeddah, Bottas had that chance to kind of be the, number two driver and stop Max taking the, because um, he was in second from the start, which is just being lost by everyone. Like the entire F1 punditry base has just forgotten the fact that Bottas was running second before Mick crashed. And um, he had kind of that chance to be, that to be kind of the defining number two driver part of the championship. And then Perez took that and did it today. And, you know, like you say, that was the difference in terms of the way the timings turned out and, you know, vindicates their decision to bring him in. Because Alvin wouldn't have done that. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought Perez, when he, he did eventually get, when he did eventually get overtaken, I thought he was going to straight line the chicane to try to stay ahead and carry on, you know. That would have been mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, he played it absolutely perfectly. Perez. Does anyone know why he retired in the end? Um, bizarre, no, uh, I'm sure someone does. <laughs> Um, to be part of the weird. celebration very engine weird. on Wikipedia, it says engine. I'll, I'll, um, I'll do a hunt. I'll do a hunt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Either way, yeah, you uh, carry on. I'll, I'll try and find the out. other. So, before and after that, like in between the Perez incident and the last lap, and before the Perez incident, it was pretty dull apart from the opening lap when the staff and lost the start, but then went for a dive at turn five. Now, this wasn't investigated. Uh, I feel like we're all going to agree on this. Was that the right decision? Uh, I don't know. At the time, I, I, was, I was a bit like, hmm, <laughs> about it. Um, but I kind of think, because it was such a forceful move from Max in the first place, um, that it was kind of fine, if that makes sense. I yeah, think it was I, fine. Yeah. I, I think I everyone else yeah. seems to think the position should have been given back, and I I, I, think, I relate to that as well. I'm kind of, I don't know where I stand on that, which kind of... For, for, yeah. for me, the issue is kind of, if looking at the two incidents in a very general sense, it's very similar to what happened at Jeddah, where Max had to give the place back um, at the first corner after the restart, where he kind of, Hamilton went... Hamilton went wide and kind of didn't leave the space on the track and Max cut the corner. But the, the difference is there, Max didn't intend to make the corner and it wasn't, it, he didn't, he didn't go, well, he, he didn't go wide because Hamilton was forcing him out wholly. It was Hamilton took the space, but by that stage, he'd already outbraked himself and he was already going down there. I think in this situation, it's, it's okay because Max did kind of push Hamilton off. He, 
went centre, mad dive bomb up the inside and went so deep into the corner again for the millionth time this season. And kind of that was what forced Hamilton out. So I think it was okay. But and I he did lift off when he came back on track. I can, yeah, he did. But I can equally see why people were not happy with that. And especially kind of as it looked like that would be the only chance Verstappen would get to overtake Hamilton. I can see why people weren't happy. But yeah, I agree. I, I think it was... No penalty. Yeah, it can't be because for me, Verstappen's forced him off the track with, with that. He's left no room whatsoever. And, yeah. and you can tell Hamilton you should give up the sport and all that. But it goes back to me banging on about this where the driver on the outside needs to be given a bit of space, uh, especially if you're coming from that far back. And Verstappen didn't give any. Yeah, if he if he went deep and he did leave a bit of space, then yeah, you can argue that. Hamilton should get penalised, but there was nowhere else for Hamilton to go. Quite mm. frankly, he had to cut the corner. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, so you can't, you can't use aggression. The, the, yeah, Max can't can't because, use such an aggressive reason to put Hamilton in a position to give him the position because that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, because otherwise we'll just get everyone sending it up the inside, trying to hang on hang to on. stay within the track limits, mm. and then what are you just going to penalise a guy? Who's defended or who's on the outside every single time? No, you can't do that. So, in, in a, a wider sense, and this can be something else we talk about in the next few months, but I think there needs to be a big reset of what he's racing over the off season <laughs> and going yes, into the next year. I'm there sure. needs to be, especially if these cars are going to be as good side by side as F1 wants them to be, there needs to be uh, conversations and kind of setting the line where it's kind of a more acceptable racing and leave it all the time. You have to leave the space and use that as a guiding principle to start with, I think. Um, update on Perez, if you want it. Um, he yes. retired. Oh, great. That's good. Um, <laughs> he retired because they thought, his engine was about, they thought his engine was about to um, expire, basically. Thought it was oh. going to go and they didn't want him to break down on track in case the safety car would go on longer, basically. Ah, uh, yeah. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah, yes. yeah that's why they were so like, Hugh Bird on the radio was very urgent to check about pit, 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 re- have to retire, and that's why I, I was kind of like, oh, is this? If it's something dangerous, like I know, like with the Formula E car, you, you can't get out of the car at certain times in case you get electrocuted, and the same with extreme E cars and things like that. Um, mm. I didn't know whether it was going to be something like that, but then I thought, well, if they bring it into the garage, it's not like that. So it's yeah, it's got it's kind of an interesting reason for retirement. Mm. Yeah, mm. and just on that Honda, the last race to win the driver's title and that is the first reliable well not the first one one of the very few problems they've had this year it's been remarkable yeah the durability uh and that has been a massive part for Verstappen's title win so yeah Verstappen used, used his Bahrain engine in Verstappen used his Bahrain engine in practice it's still going it's yeah I, I I'm sad Honda are leaving to be honest I really like Honda and I watched the video it was in Japanese, I didn't really get it because I don't speak Japanese, obviously, but you could feel the emotion because the big boss was um, Tanabe-san, was crying and everything, and it was, oh, bless him, because the, the sort of, yeah, Muk Honda and all of that was a bit of a McLaren Honda, was a failure, let's be honest, and the fact that it's now a success is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if they cared that much, then they'd still be in the sport, but, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well. They've gone from not being able to do Still seven in. laps to now being able to Over do four seven days. full Grand Prix weekends, of, yeah. uh, which is just it, the 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 way they've improved in the last six years has been 
and, and an unbelievable story. And, yeah. The package they brought this year as well has been absolutely integral to the staff winning, especially the kind of middle part of the season where he's cleaning up a bit. That mm. yeah, that was the kind of early European leg was yeah pretty pretty key for him. So, yeah, yeah. I think contrast with Caesars have had a few engine goals, mm. so you know that battle. But we can talk about the season as a whole in a later podcast. Uh, a few drivers. Do you want to touch? We should touch on before we wrap up uh, with a talk about the championship. Carl Science got his first, sorry, his first, his fourth podium of the season. Uh, pretty clean drive. He just got ahead of Norris on lap one down to the chicane and then stayed ahead of the rest of the midfield. Yeah, he pulled away, yeah. didn't he? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah he, he kind of pre race all of the talk was about Bottas and whether Bottas in that area would would be whether Bottas could get up kind of past Sainz and actually it was the other way around he was just kind of better off the line and was fine for most of the race he yeah it was a good race from him and he wraps up a very good year for Ferrari but it also no one cared I didn't even know which Ferrari the, la- the last few laps were so mad I didn't even know which Ferrari was there I just saw the picture of I saw the like thing of Verstappen getting out of his car and Lewis's car was nowhere to be found and then there was a Ferrari in the third place zone and I didn't know who it was because kind of completely lost track of everything that was going on except for the um Rebel and uh, Mercedes drivers so yeah it is good kind of way of wrapping up for him sixth career podium and I believe that he's ahead of Leclerc yeah, he's, yeah, he's, of, he's fifth, he's fifth not, in the not for a number two driver. Before the season, we all thought Ricardo was going to get fifth, and it has ended up being yeah. Sainz. So, yeah, uh, yeah, That's off to Carlos. Uh, Freddie, so. I believe you want to talk about Alpha Tauri. I do. I just want to have one final word on Carlos because I think he did a fantastic oh, job. I just want to speak about that, um, but then I will definitely speak about Alpha Tauri. Um, I think, yeah, he's he's. I think he scored in 21 out of 22 races, I think, in the points. Um, and oh, that's got to be it. That's a record, isn't it? Um, basically, the amount of points scored across uh, consecutive points scoring finishes in one season, because obviously it's a long season. But yeah, fair play to Carlos, and he deserves his fifth place. Um, I might be wrong on that, but oh well. Um, Alpha Tauri, Yuki Tsunoda has had a very good weekend all around and deserves his fourth place, I think. Um, yeah. Pierre Gasly did a very good job to get up to fifth. It's a good recovery drive from wherever he started 12th, I think it was. Um, and Alpha Tauri, you know, 22 points um, is a lot. And I think if they were in a closer fight with Alpine at the end of this, um, after Alpine obviously had a very good run, maybe there'll be more, um, more teams protesting the handling of the <laughs> final safety car and stuff like that to allow them to race in a different way because they were just kind of... Um, pawns in a different battle at that point um but yeah they did it you know the weekend that kind of alpha tarry have needed all year yeah. where they finally yeah. had both drivers doing it properly yeah this is i guess the blueprint for kind of where they can be successful but it's just mm-hmm. kind of come to the it's kind of the last possible moment for the season so there'll be a lot of think pieces written about whether they can be the dark horses next year and sonoda being like the breakout stuff for next year and then bad things will happen in the first race and that will get ripped up. I don't know. That's just a guess. But yeah, it's, you know, hats off again. We don't have hats on, but figuratively hats off. And especially for Sonoda, it's been a tough year, but he has put it together a lot more over the last two weekends and hoping that he can take that kind of confidence into the off season and 
go from there because you know he's he's just given a little reminder to us why he on the grid in the first place and that's nice to see uh, absolutely right there adam uh best weekend of the year for Sonoda, and he's been building up to it i think he's been getting closer and yep. closer to gasling now he's beat him and this is the first track where he knew some of the corners since sochi i believe i think the last six or seven races do all new tracks to him so you know, he's got that in his pocket as well. And he's also ironed out those little crashes and mistakes that he had in the first half of the season. So I think he's done a really good job. Let's see how he does next year. And any other drivers you want to touch on before we have some final words on Verstappen and Hamilton, guys? I think uh, just for Sonoda, it's about getting consecutive points finishes. Yeah. He only had like one, two, you know, two races back-to-back where he got um, points finished over the whole season and kind of had... Mm. Uh, two five race spells, four race, one no, sorry, one five race stretch where he didn't score, and then two four race stretches where he didn't score. So it's just kind of cleaning that up. In terms of the rest of the grid, I don't think so. But there's, I, um, I kind of a few... I forgot everything else. I, I'm, I'm quite bad at this. Where I'll just in some races I'll like just forget that there are other drivers driving. Mm-hmm. But for this race, yeah. it's the one where it doesn't matter. So I don't feel so bad about it this weekend. Sorry, Freddie. There's a few boxes we should tick just on the two finished drivers. Last race was Alfie Bottas at Mercedes um, before he moves on to Alfa Romeo. Um, it was an awful race. Awful yes. race. Really awful drive. <laughs> yes. He kind of sums up Bottas this year. He, was, he wasn't... He, he didn't... He started... He finished where he started um, despite Perez retiring. He was passed by Gasly at some point. Um, I don't know if they did a cautionary, precautionary stop onto the safety car at the end. I can't remember. Um, for, for Valtteri just to give him some some I don't know fresh rubber but yeah it wasn't it wasn't wasn't a pretty drive for him um which is a shame because yeah um yeah five constructors world championships five years at Mercedes from him could have could have done a lot more in that time at Mercedes I think I think we've all thought that because there is a driver in there it's just the driver is only sometimes there um but yeah on his way to Alfa Romeo any words on Valtteri from you two uh, I I think he's I think he's maximised. He is who he is at this point, and I kind of think he's. It's it's just I don't feel like there's too much left on the table. To be honest, I think kind of for the for the driver he is, he has just been there. He's kind of achieved what people expected him to achieve, and not anymore. I don't think there's kind of too much to add to that. But I will say it was. A pretty poor race from him and yeah kind of not the way he'll have wanted to go out and especially at the end with the Mercedes losing out you know that kind of it's going to be a very very dull motor home I imagine you know post race or whatever um, George Russell looks George Russell looked cool as Kingsman and he's going in next year and I'm so excited again we'll talk about this but I am so excited to see him at Mercedes and see whether the hype is real kind of where he slots I in I was talking so. to this with the one of the French lads that I was watching the race with him yeah we are he's a uh, he's a driver that we're most excited to see next season oh certainly wait wait to fans out that he's overrated uh, well yeah that's back in 2019 <laughs> I expected uh, more of Valtteri at Mercedes but yeah so I hope George can give us what we expect uh, let's talk about the other thing to arrive in the final race we didn't finish after. didn't look yeah ah, nice uh, you are we didn't see much of him at the weekend really he had a bad quality and then bless him 
lingered around at the back. Sad to see him go. Yeah, there was a nice little <laughs> sort of air of celebration about Kimmy, wasn't there? He mm. had his he had his day one helmet design, which looked really nice. I can't believe he got ever got rid of that. That was a really nice helmet design. Um, and he, yeah, he didn't qualify very well. And at one point, I think it was nearly it was last in the race. I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember. Um, and then had a break break issue and basically couldn't continue. But that gave him his moment in the sun. It was the same with Jensen Buckman. He retired in the Rosberg-Hamilton yeah. finale. He had his own moment in, to, to, you know, recuperate his and celebrate his career. And Kimmy got that in his own way because he was the first retirement of the race. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So it's it's, it's a cool thought. Yes, exactly. It is sad to see Kimmy go um, because he is, a, he is a proper guy, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's one of those people who's the mainstay of Formula One for all of us, apart from when he wasn't there. Um, but like for when we were kids, you th- we think back to Kimmy, Ferrari and McLaren mm. and so on. So um, it is, it is going to be weird not having the name Raikkonen on the, on any sheets of paper for Formula One now yeah. until Robin gets yeah. there in 10, 15 years. He, he's kind of leaving it at the right time. though. He's just so done with everything about being an F1 driver that isn't driving an F1 car. He's just like... Uh, Admit it all, and yeah, that, well, that seems to be the impression for me. Just quickly, Jeremy Clarkson just put up a photo on Instagram, I think, that was just like, Yes, Kimmy, or something like that, or like, Go on, Kimmy. It's just a picture of Rockland's face, which I found quite funny. Seems like his favorite F1 driver. And I thought, Oh, that's nice. I like I think one thing about Kimmy, like being done with it, he did do a lot of you know, celebration about his career this weekend. He was he was very candid with everything, um, mm. and he, you know, he took it measures. He took, obviously did his own thing, but was very happy to appreciate that everyone kind of wanted to celebrate with him. And I think really it was, you know, it was Kimmy is a nice, you know, a person, a good guy, not Kimmy is, you know, like I'm not going to take my sunglasses off for this interview and I'm going to give you one word. Kimmy, to be honest, is kind of irritating. Um, but it was, you know, it was genuinely personable and really quite sweet. A lot of it, I thought. I, I found it funny that he got driver of the day. Cause if there's a driver that I would have thought would be less appreciated, he's, He's the driver that I think would be least appreciative of driver of the day is what I'm the trying token, to yeah. say, kind of based off That's all of his That's why he retired, persona. so did, 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 couldn't speak to him after the race on the radio. <laughs> no, they would have tried. They would have tried. Yeah. Put him back in the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love Raikkonen. Uh, you can go back to our, I think it's before the Italian Grand Prix when he announced his retirement. We talked yeah, yeah, 10, 15 minutes from Raikkonen then. So go mm. back, listen and watch that over the winter. Uh Let's go back to the front then. We will talk about this year's title fight more uh, in the coming weeks, I'm sure. But what do you want to say now about not this weekend? But it's, well, I mean, we did a podcast in Saturday, didn't we, where we tried to predict what's going to happen, what strategies are going to be played out. And you just throw it all out the window, right? can't you? We got all our predictions, right? <laughs> yeah, we all yeah, said Verstappen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said Verstappen before. Season, I said Mercedes as well before the season. So, yeah, I'm your half touch, so yeah, I think you know, to be you know, he's 24 and he has kind of reached the pinnacle. It's it's like he's as it's half of Freddie age. Um, he's been like on this road for since he was a fetus, and um, yeah, just going going up to reach this moment, it feels 
and kind of looking back, obviously it's easy to say now, but it feels like his whole life has kind of been building up to this moment. But yeah, I just think yeah. the the pressure that he is with with stood this year, and I think Hamilton and Mercedes, this incarnation of Hamilton at Mercedes is the biggest foe that anyone has vanquished since maybe the Schumacher years or maybe Alonso's win. Even Even before that, it's, you know, certainly bigger than Vettel at Ferrari, bigger than 2016 Hamilton, bigger than Rosberg at Mercedes, bigger than anyone Vettel beat, bigger than 2007 Alonso, um, bigger than Massa. It's just bigger than anything because to have... Hamilton, one of, if not the greatest drivers of all time, and the full might of Mercedes behind him, and for Verstappen to stay on and win and just drive fantastically, and he's I, you know, I going into this season, I thought he's great, but he has too many mistakes and he's, you know, like when he's on it, then he's on it, but I just didn't think he'd be on it enough of the time to win against Hamilton and Mercedes, who are on it all of the time, and he has just blown that out of the water because it's not you know, there's he has made so few mistakes over the season, and it's you know when when the pressure's been on, he's performed when he's just had to go through and just win races that he's expected to win. He's done that. Red Bull have done that, and you know it's he's he's like we started off this podcast by saying he is a absolutely worthy champion. Yeah, Freddie. Yeah, you can't take it away from him, can you? Although you might be able to because Mercedes are trying. Yeah, actually, as we record this, a result is expected in 15 um, minutes or so. Um, but anyway, sorry, this is great timing. Um, but um, yeah, for um, Max, it's just, yeah, of a, a deserved title, really. That's, that's all I can really say. Adam summed it up brilliantly. Yeah, he deserves to be. He deserves to be a world champion. He, he has been such so exciting for the sport since he joined, since he joined in 2015. Uh, he's never been involved in a title fight. This is his first one. And he's, the pressure just doesn't get to him. So many races this year where he's, well, only he or maybe Hamilton could have won it. You know, I'm speaking of, speaking of races like France, like Austin, like Zandvoort in front of his home crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even on, on that final lap. Spa as well, that qualifying lap. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no the qualifying lap was great. <laughs> uh, but, and then the final lap. Being there in Abu Dhabi, uh, despite not having the momentum, the car he managed to execute, and you know, it's the first of many world titles. I think he is an incredible driver, one of the best talents F1 has ever seen. So fully deserved. Commiseration is talented, of course, but we all know he's going to fight that card. But Max Verstappen, 2021 4-1 world champion. Max Verstappen, um, who officially didn't overtake Lewis Hamilton under the safety car, but we knew <laughs> that. So now we're just waiting on the other one about the actual race, <laughs> the one that actually um, matters. Yeah. So whilst we wait that, when this podcast is out, we'll know. Uh, so if something mad has happened, we'll probably have another mini episode, but I don't think anything's going to happen. We'll so... probably tag five minutes onto this if something happens this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, 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 we're si- if this is the end of the podcast, then guess the result. <laughs> So we will probably have some more episodes through the winter. I'm sure we might have some guests oh, yeah, as well. We we'll will. see. Uh, we will carry on. F1 will be back in a few months. What a season. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. We have all enjoyed it. We've, record, we've loved recording before yes, and have. after each race yeah. as well. 
Thanks for listening uh, throughout the season or watching. Thank you for hosting, Nigel. Uh, no problem. Thanks for hosting what you've hosted and stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> same, same with Adam. Uh, yes, thank you, Freddie on, on Fred Coates, 1999, yeah. Adam Dickinson, as he said before, what's it again, because he's already mentioned it once and that's the rule. And uh, me at Nigel C. Giorno. Uh, until next time, have a good Christmas if we don't have a podcast before then. And goodbye. We made it.